Welcome to AFCON with Clive podcast in partnership with Breeze Travel and Safaris, your trusted travel experts. Ready for your next adventure? Call us at plus 256-772-587273 or 0414-253255 or 0751-043066. Now, let's explore the thrilling world of African football with Clive. Yes, uh, welcome to yet uh, another edition of uh, the AFCON with Clive um, a podcast. Uh, we are still going strong in the country of uh, Ivory Coast. And uh, joining me on the show today is a uh, Danish journalist, uh, Kikna Booster Emil. And uh, with him, I uh, will be trying to dissect uh, the Africa Cup of Nations uh, with uh, what we should expect uh, in 2027 when uh, Uganda, Kenya, and Tanzania uh, get uh, to host um, uh, the competition. But uh, hi. A booster, hopefully, I've pronounced all your three names the way I'm supposed to pronounce them. Yeah, you have. Uh, thank you so much for, for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure. Mm. Just like me, you're covering your third Africa Cup of Nations. Of course, um, you were in Egypt. That was my first. It was your first. Uh, you were in Cameroon. You're in Ivory Coast. But uh, you're also one of the few people who were never born in East Africa, but you visited the three countries uh, Uganda, Kenya, and Tanzania, who will be hosting that 2027 Africa Cup. Uh, of nations, but uh, let's start uh, with uh, your journey uh, covering uh, African sport or African football in particular. How has your experience been from 2019 in Egypt, uh, 2021 in Cameroon, and now in Ivory Coast? Uh, the experience in general has been very interesting. I think it has really expanded my understanding, my horizon <laughs> on Africa. Um, I share the general belief that while watching football, you can you can learn so much. You can learn a lot about cultures and peoples and languages and and places. So that's why I love African football because it teaches me a lot about the people that live in these countries, the differences and also the similarities. So for me, it's something that really adds great value to not only my career but also my my personal life and the football is so far on, on the pitch uh, the three you've been to would you say that uh, probably the 20th Africa Cup of Nations is your favorite yeah I mean I think <laughs> Clive you and I and, and so many other journalists here we share that that uh, perception that this current edition of uh, of the FCON is without a doubt the, the, the biggest one the, the best one we've seen dramatic uh, results in so many games we've seen excitement we've seen plenty of goals we've seen uh, spectacular surprises um, so for me it's been the most thrilling one for sure I actually came here with the expectation that we would see rather few goals mm. because usually tur- tournament football is full of anxiety it's full of you know a lot of teams maybe they prefer more to, to be defensively strong than to attack so the fact that we've seen so many goals and so much excitement is just wonderful uh, also me actually in the advanced stages of the competition the knockout stages in particular the post-match reactions and uh, emotions put out there especially with the players, uh, the coaches. I mean, Lamine Kamara being carried off for the tough. Uh, the Guinea coach uh, shedding tears. Uh, the, um, the Mali coach. The, the, the Mali coach. Uh, with, I mean, you're looking at uh, these teams and they actually came to the tournament with a lot of belief that uh, they can actually go far with a lot of belief that uh, they can actually go out there and uh, probably lift the championship because um, that's the ultimate prize. Everyone believes that uh, they can go out there and be champions of uh, Africa, especially most of these reactions were coming from the underdogs. They came to this competition with a lot of belief. I mean, thank you for reminding me about these cases. I think just looking back at the last three weeks, 
there's been so many great moments and I mean fresh in memory now is Iricos from yesterday they they managed somehow I don't know how but to beat Mali <laughs> I think we're all shocked by the, by the fact that they beat Mali here on my arm I have a, a scar from <laughs> maybe we can somehow add that oh, on, on, on your left hand I can see it what was the cause of this a guy after the final whistle he, he threw a bottle and it hit me and there was a chair and it was so ecstatic it was so electric I've never witnessed anything like that usually football fans can get aggressive when they lose here people got a bit aggressive when they won because <laughs> they, they couldn't control themselves they just started throwing things yelling and I really enjoyed it it was magnificent actually when they scored the second goal I saw something that I probably sh- I didn't expect to see and uh, I've been giving this example of the different security guards who are stationed at different points these guys abandoned their points <laughs> I mean they just could not hold the emotions like everyone was up in arms people forgot they were on duty yeah. I mean the bouncers at and the fan zone is only the quarter final yeah. the bouncers at the fan zones who are supposed to make sure that the fans mm. are behaving I mean they were joining the fans in excitement and, and, and jubilation and uh, you feel that uh, at one point I badly wanted Cordova out of uh, the competition because I thought we needed a bit of peace yeah. I <laughs> tweeted with about four minutes to full time saying um, surely this tournament can survive the remaining four okay. games without Cote d'Ivoire as soon as I'd finished tweeting they actually scored that equalizer that forced the game oh. into extra time but also for me at the end of it all there was that one Malian fan who was seated I, I saw your video among his Cote d'Ivoire fans alone alone devastated heartbroken he just can't believe that uh, people start teasing him going to him some were teasing him others were uh, consoling him and, and, and all that but for me because I was shooting the excitement and all of a sudden I'm seeing this lonely gentleman seated wearing green and I'm like wait a minute what's going on here how did this guy even end up here yeah. like um, it's a tournament that has um, treated us to so many I should say unforgettable uh, moments but you also feel that uh, from the time CAF expanded the Africa Cup of Nations from 16 to 2014 the bar was raised especially in terms of organization yeah. and you thought Egypt did a very good job yeah. especially the fact that uh, they got this Africa Cup of Nations at uh, six months to the competition after yeah, Cameroon yeah, yeah, yeah. weren't ready yeah. but then you thought um, it coming to Cameroon uh, they still lived up to the expectations mm-hmm. of many Ivory Coast you feel they have lived up to the expectations of many so. in terms of organization mm. we all know what Morocco is capable of and you feel they will organize a successful Africa Cup of Nations but after Morocco all eyes are going to turn to East Africa because Morocco are going to to set the bar so high and like everyone who will be coming to East Africa will probably expect Uganda, Kenya and Tanzania to match what Morocco have um, managed to put out there but for somebody who has been part of um, these uh, three competitions and you've also visited um, East Africa what are some of the areas that you feel Uganda, Kenya and Tanzania will need to improve uh, to make sure that uh, they keep the expectations of uh, the tournament high? I think for, for the visitors here at the Africa Cup of Nations what is important is two things one 
hospitality, that people feel welcome, that they feel respected, that they feel like they are part of the local culture for just a few weeks. This first point, I think it's not a problem for these countries. I mean, I've traveled extensively in these countries and I've always met a lot of, of, of love, a lot of laughter, a lot of hospitality. My second point, I think, which is really important when you're at the Africa Cup of Nations, is infrastructure. And infrastructure is a broad term. It covers roads, public transport. It also covers something like hotels and hospitals and all of these things. My sec- The second point here could be my doubt. I mean, luckily now there, there are three years to, to prepare and make uh, everything in place. But looking sometimes at, at the infrastructure in, in countries like Tanzania, Uganda and Kenya, um, that's a long way up to Ivory Coast. I've been very, very positively surprised by Ivory Coast, especially Abidjan, which is like a metropolitan, even cosmopolitan town. Uh, we've seen here with the, the bridges connecting the various parts of town with the very smooth and, and uh, efficient infra- uh, public transportation system. Th- there's a, there's a quite a distance to, uh, from uh, Kenya, Tanzania, and Uganda to, to these places. Not that I'm pessimistic. I'm very optimistic in nature, but but. Yeah, yeah, infrastructure will, will be the talking point. And of course, as we speak at the moment, the region doesn't have any infrastructure that uh, you would say is ready. Okay, Tanzania have one in Zanzibar uh, that uh, was um, recently renovated and they say is, is ready. But uh, when you look at uh, the three ma- uh, main stadium, the Benjamin Mkapa in Dar es Salaam, Nambole Stadium in Uganda, and the Kasarani uh, Stadium in Nairobi, uh, those are just three. You yeah. need a minimum of of six. Uh, according to the bid that was submitted, each country committed um, to present or to have three stadiums ready. That is a total of nine. Uh, but you also have to talk training grounds, of, of course, like you said. But it's also a competition that is going to be hosted in three countries. Of course, we had 20, was it 2015 or 2012 when we had Ecotoregin and Gabon hosting the, the, the competition. But uh, if you have it in three countries, now you also bring in the issue of um, internal transport. How do people move from one Will they country to, to another and, and, and things like those? Yeah, yeah. I think you and me, Clive, we, we just talked about it before we, we started recording. We covered our first Africa Cup of Nations in Egypt and then we went to Cameroon. And respectful of the Cameroonians that might listen here, Cameroon is a, is a country that has some issues with infrastructure and with the political state of affairs. If Cameroon can host the Africa Cup of Nations, Uganda can as well, Kenya and Tanzania too. So looking at that, I'm not really, I'm not really doubting. And I, I think that as we talk, um, different stakeholders are working 24 hours a day to make sure that the fans, the journalists, all the visitors in the Pamoja 2027 will feel welcome in in just three years' time. So, so I'm, I'm not doubting, and, and I'm following uh, the FUFA president on, on Twitter and, and, and various social media, and he's doing a lot. That is it, Magogo? Yeah, Moza. Magogo is, is, is. We need to praise him a bit because he's doing a lot to to push the football forward. And one thing that I like in particular about football in this part of the the continent is that the love for the local football is quite high, particularly in. Tanzania where you have you know people that really love Ligi Kubara the, the local league not only Tanzania and, and, and uh, Simba and Yanga and, and Assam but also the smaller clubs that are coming up now so I'm, I'm, I think football is starting from, from
from below and then moving up. Mm. And luckily, there's still three years, so yeah. we, we shouldn't be too concerned. Oh, you would say three. But um, also, usually it is beyond uh, football. But but of course, uh, very important things that have to be in place for the football to happen. The infrastructure, yeah, uh, yeah. the roads, the yeah. hotels, uh, the facilities, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, security. That, that's a guarantee, especially with Uganda and yeah. issues come to security. At least that one, I can confirm that security uh, will, will be there. But you've been to all these three countries. The last three Afcons, you've been to Uganda, Kenya, Tanzania. Surely, you've loved the food in East Africa. <laughs> the food, the food. You know, uh, dear, dear listeners, dear listeners, I think you're now listening to one of the biggest Ugali fans in Denmark of all time. I mean, which Ugali do you enjoy the most? Kenya Ugali or Uganda Ugali? Tanzania Ugali. <laughs> There's no doubt. Tanzania Ugali is similar to Uganda Ugali. Okay. okay. And the the, the the Rolex in Uganda is amazing. I went to is it Masaka? Yeah, Masaka. What, what a place! I love that place a lot. Uh, Kampala is also the party capital of Africa, so so I enjoyed it a lot. No, I, I love the food and uh, so also I'm able to communicate with people when when I travel to Tanzania and Kenya and parts of Uganda as well. So there's a big big cross in my calendar. I have to go to Pamodi 2027. It'll be amazing. It'll be not only celebrating a country but celebrating a region of football it, it cannot disappoint it cannot disappoint yeah Busta I also want to challenge you yeah. in 2027 every time you come for the Africa Cup of Nations uh, you love doing stories yeah. beyond the football yeah. you love going to these villages that were affected by war you were in Boya in, in Cameroon you've been to Boake in, in Ivory Coast I don't know which places you visited in um, in Egypt I want to challenge you this time around yeah. I want you to flip the coin and look at the other side of uh, East Africa Africa, the tourism bit of East Africa. Yeah. We have uh, so many tourist attractions mm. in East Africa: Uganda, Kenya, Tanzania. I mean, we have uh, the, um, the, tall, the, the tallest mountain on the African continent, a mountain Kilimanjaro. Mm. Uh, you have mountain Renzori. You have the Elgon. I mean, it's only at uh, Kilimanjaro and Renzori where you'll find snow in this part of um, the, the world. But you also have the game parks um, across across the region. I want to challenge you not to visit the war-torn places in East Africa, but to actually tell okay. this side okay. of uh, East Africa that, okay. um, that people never get to know. Zanzibar is a tourist attraction even without the Africa Cup of Nations. It is one of the venues that will be used for the AFCON. Imagine the teams and the fans that um, will have their games are being played in Zanzibar. I want to challenge you to tell these kinds of stories when you come to Pamodia 2027. And the, 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 the challenge is accepted. It's accepted right <laughs> Right now, uh, let me let me let me put myself clear, you know, uh, Clive, because you are very correct. I am always searching for because football is also a cover-up yeah. for whatever a nation is struggling with. So instead of us as football lovers always just um, only looking at the, at, at the celebration and, and all the colors and, and and all the fireworks that football brings, we need to also know that it's it's a propaganda tool for for some people in in power. Mm. However. I would consider myself Africa optimistic, mm. a so-called Afro-optimist. Mm. I always like to promote African culture, food, you know, people, languages. Mm. Even here, like, as we speak, I'm writing a long reportage about Abidjan, mm. 
the musical scene, the art scene, all of these things. So I think it's my duty to tell about the negative and also the positive stories. And I believe I'm going to do the same in, uh, in Pamodia. And as you said, amazing, uh, amazing tourist attractions are, are here. Um, Kenya as well. We have the Ngorongoro people who like safari and, and watching wildlife. They can go there and enjoy. Um, you have wonderful, also wonderful cultures within the big cities. These mega cities like Nairobi, Dar es Salaam. You can go and enjoy some um, chai tangawisi on the street corner. I mean, so so I'm always trying to promote this. Um, in Uganda, I'm trying to do the same. I know that you have uh, game parks where we can, as tourists coming from afar, we can go and watch gorillas. Um, as I said, Kampala is the party capital. Go and enjoy. Go to a Uganda nightclub. See what is yeah. there. What people don't know, it is only three countries hosting the Africa Cup of Nations, but the East African visa can actually help you okay. tour 11, all the 11 East African wow. countries, including DR including Congo, who, who are in the semi-finals of the Africa Cup oh, of Nations. Yeah. So, so East Africa is also well, well represented. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. So so now we are we are learning from each other, um, which is also part of AFCON, to learn about things. You just teach me a bit there, so, so thank you for that, Clive. Um, yeah, yeah, so maybe people can also visit the other other countries in the region. Mm, why not? I'm not sure if countries like Burundi and Rwanda also, if they are there. So, so for sure, I think talking about security, I'm not doubting that it'll, the security will be brilliant. It'll be in place. I think the few issues that are there are not really affecting the places where the stadiums are. Looking at Tanzania, where they have some challenges, is is near the border to Mozambique, a place called Mtwara. I doubt there'll be any stadiums there in the north part of Kenya, the Somalian border there, there'll be no stadium. So I'm not really fearing about um, ab- about the, the, the infrastructure of security. And again, we need to compare to Cameroon, where they managed to, to actually host the tournament, meanwhile being in what people call a civil war. In terms of that, I feel very safe and confident that things will be great. Well, Busta, thank you for your time, and uh, we pray God gives us life so that we can experience Pamoja 2027. As they say here, uh, some people in Inshallah. Yeah, inshallah. Well, that's all the time we had for you today on the AFCON with Clive podcast. I've been joined by Booster Emil Kikna, a Danish journalist with a German roots <laughs> who speaks a very good Swahili after just um, six months in uh, Tanzania. And uh, I can barely put a sentence together in Swahili. But uh, yes, uh, that's all we had for you today on the podcast. Um, enjoy your day. You have been listening to the Afcon with Clive podcast in partnership with Breeze Travel and Safaris, your trusted travel experts. Ready for your next adventure? Call us at plus 256-772-587273 or 0414-253255 or 0751-043066. Okay.